Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lumastic Live, the show where me and my lovely co-host uh, and fellow founder, um, Joshua Blair, talk about what's going on uh, as we try to build this company um, that, uh, you know, like helps creators like work together and just make shit happen. So um, with that, if I can click the buttons correctly, <laughs> Joshua, what's, what's up? up? How's How it was going? your week? <laughs> my week, my week was actually really good. Um, it was a very like one of those weeks where I actually was spending a lot of time thinking about this and creators and future and stuff like that and just like creating. And I went through a huge, almost like binge of content this past week of like really Whoa. good content of people I was like inspired by. Um, partially for this like managing the TikTok, I'm like trying to get ideas and also just personally. And so. Um, yeah, the one person I just like want to shout out who's just like, have you, Chris Anderson, the curator of TED? Um, yeah. His first TED talk when he kind of took over TED is just such a like great one. I, mm. I thought it was like so inspirational and like he really like emphasized, he kind of comes up on stage and is like, the crowd is like um, a bit hesitant of where TED will go because the new guys coming in. He was, he yeah, owned future media and he pretty much like came into the TED Talks, pulled up a chair and was just like, I'm a loser, like blatant to the crowd. And the crowd was like, what? And then he kind of like goes on and telling how important it is to have these conferences and share ideas. And it was right when the Internet boom, like like a crash happened. And so a lot of people mm -hmm. in the audience were like um, down bad. And then that's early 2000. And just to see where Ted went and then like here is like uh, him speak later, like I was watching content of him speak later um and how much ted has grown since then and like the yeah. ideas they get to spread and the people they get to put on a platform and share their ideas is just like so cool um so i would that was my week in in summary i would say like it's the highlight but wow dude that's so cool uh i i have like this weird um i i fucking love ted talks i think that the the concept of like um uh, having people go up and like share kind of like cohesive stories like in that kind of it, it's um obviously I really like TED Talks because it's a big inspiration of like how I make videos <laughs> like um I just try to like essentially record and produce a, te a TED Talk but um the I've had this like weird relationship with the um or like not weird relationship a weird thoughts on like the institution I guess because I didn't I didn't realize until like a couple years ago how like exclusive Ted was for a, a, like a really long time. It was like it's the it was the Illuminati. It was like like a, like a bunch <laughs> of rich people really, yeah. who like get together and like um, share interesting uh, uh, like thoughts, ideas about the future. Um, and I I think you're right though. I uh, I think what the the uh, and they're not a company, they're an organization, whatever um, has done to kind of like move into the free free exchange of ideas the whole tedx series which like then started after um he took over like um ted ed like the entire education now arm um yeah i think that they're just like uh they're doing cool shit um and uh, i think that that organization too is kind of like a pillar of um kind of what you can uh what you can do to um like be a promoter organization versus like um uh an organization that makes content on on its own does that make sense like yeah um like uh what is it called bar track no not bar track bar tracks a startup um 
what the hell is it called? I don't know. There's like, there are a bunch of these like kind of pseudo companies that then like create creators. Um, uh, and like, I see Ted as in, in kind of that way. So I'm interested. This is my long way of saying I'm interested in why that, why the YouTube rabbit hole brought you to that, uh, that place of like deep diving into old Ted talks when, so, um, like w give me the connection points, connect the dots for me. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I, the reason I went that, so I went multiple kind of rabbit holes. I went one, just like consuming uh, TikTok and other videos and seeing like what people were making and stuff like that. So, um, mm -hmm. I, a lot watching, like, honestly, a lot of tutorial videos initially. And then I started thinking in the mm -hmm. context of like ripple. So like where we want to go, like one thing I've kept in the back of my mind is if we should be a nonprofit, just given our initiative and yeah, what, where's, and yeah, where's the most impact. So I naturally went looking for people who ran pretty much big organizations that got ideas out faster and naturally i just went to like Salcon and ted like those were the yeah. two two big ones and i was watching a lot of con like Salcon's videos and reasons why like he actually there's one video i think he's at a he's at an mba program giving a lecture i think and they're asking him like why didn't you go for profit and he was saying like i was literally getting letters upon letters every single day from all over the world of people saying like how helpful this was and it was just like this gut emotional response. And so I was really mm. looking for inspiration in that sense. And like what these people, which ended up doing amazing things in terms of growth for the organization in itself, um, and also the impact they had. I was I was going looking for like where the most impact would be. And yeah, he like Sal Khan, Chris Anderson were like Sal was like, yeah, we were getting a lot of investors were like down for the idea. Like you package this content, you price it, people are going to love it. Uh, but then he was like on the side getting like such personal notes, which like really hit him and touched him, uh, which was something like I, I heavily value as well. And so yeah. I went down that rabbit hole. But then yeah, mm. to Chris Anderson's just because it was a I was researching Ted. I didn't know, honestly, like the Ted backstory, but it started like way back. And then literally, like you said, it was like so exclusive and then mm -hmm. he came in and it like really shifted and i just think like and I, I mean a lot of the stuff i see on ted and keep up with ted's been within the past 20 years mm -hmm. but they're still like i i really like the platform because there's still like really niche stories that i, I think you just like wouldn't hear if so if someone didn't have because not everyone's inherently if someone didn't elevate yeah right yeah yeah it's not, like a bunch of scientists now get to be like fun storytellers yeah like, <laughs> yeah yeah and um yeah exactly so that's that's why i was going down that rabbit gotcha. hole of sorts but it was cool i mean i was just like thinking honestly would watch a video and just think and so it was a, mm. a good week in that sense but i'm curious now shifting it to you how was your week uh it was good um this week has been a lot of like uh, in Adobe XD, which is my design software and showing people like the designs. I had a really great, um, follow-up meeting with, uh, Charlie Prangley again, shout out Charlie Prangley. Um, she's just so fucking awesome and has been so helpful during this process of like giving us really, really good feedback. Cause she's a designer. So like, um, not, not that everyone we have not, I have talked to is not helpful. It's just that her in particular and like, um, her background, the fact that she works at ConvertKit, like that, and they build products for creators. Like it's just been really invaluable. So we, I had a really great meeting with her on Tuesday, where I just showed 
um, off like the prototype mockups of what we've been working on uh, in terms of the next product iteration. And she gave like great thoughts, great ideas, and was just like, yeah, this is <laughs> this is cool. So it was again re- just so awesome and validating and makes me feel like, okay, it's not just me, right? <laughs> like, like that's what I was telling Sarah after I got out of the meeting and kind of what I talked about um, last week is like all of the, it's again, just like trying to make sure that like, it's not just me and I'm not just crazy, right? <laughs> like, like that me yeah. working in text edit to write my scripts really is not, <laughs> not, the, not the greatest thing. Um, so that was cool. It's really interesting to hear you say that you went on kind of like a uh, YouTube rabbit hole about, and have been thinking about whether or not you should, um, um, turn Ripple into a nonprofit, whatever, because you you know that uh, I went through kind of like in terms of the nonprofit angle, like that same deluge, um, uh, and like that was bef- that was when we were trying to be m- or thinking about us ourselves more as like strict community platform versus like workplace tool. Um, so uh, it would be hard for us to do that now. But the thing I have been delving really really deeply in is. Uh, um, into kind of like bootstrap startups. So I know I keep like every single five seconds, like going back and forth on this whole, like whether we go venture capital route or not. Um, and not even like venture, whether we raise money or not really. Um, and yeah, I've just been like super, I've been delving into like Nathan Berry, who's the, um, CEO of ConvertKit. Um, uh, what is his name? Joe Friedman of Basecamp. Um, uh, yeah, they're just like everything that microconf has ever done. <laughs> like, um, it, there's just this whole world out there of like a different way of, to think and run your business, um, that I didn't realize so many other people thought about, if that makes sense. Um, like I've, <laughs> um, I don't know who, who might listen to this and I'd think, Drew, you got to get off that shit. But like, <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been reading a lot about, um, co-ops, um, and how we could potentially like, um, do, uh, profit sharing with, uh, like our creators and stuff and like, um, how we could potentially run our co-working space on the internet, like a co-op. Um, cause I think that would be really fucking cool. Um, yeah, it's just that like, um, the, the backstory and why I'm able to think about this, right. Rather than thinking about raising money is again, cause I am, um, a fortunate privileged boy uh and um my parents have uh agreed to give us some money to like make start making this happen more um and so it that gives us a lot of freedom to say like okay we could potentially run this business to be entirely ours and like um grow at a pace that's good for us and like um it's just a lot of thinking about what uh whether what type of business we want this to be and like i've constantly like literally since the beginning i've like talked about lumastic as my life's work and like uh trying to make something your life's work if it's a start a venture-backed startup is like not really possible um so yeah that's like been my week is just like delving into that that era of the internet um and our area of the internet and um uh thinking more about the product i'm so fucking pumped for this (laughs) (laughs) for this product my guy like um i literally yesterday i like was getting so amped um because after the meeting with charlie on tuesday i just like then like was rapidly kind of iterating things again and like we came up with 
I or like I've came up with I think is a pretty good design design system and like um uh we're we've like so based on all of the interviews we've done with creators we've decided like the four keystone like um I don't know design paradigms or words whatever um are uh focus speed uh collaboration and control um so in everything every like aspect of the product we're trying to design for those four things which means like it's a lot more hey how could we um oh, we, we i have wrote this thing uh, like on a sticky note on my desk that's um uh keep things on the keyboard right like so how can we teach people to actually use to build in and also use keyboard shortcuts rather than like constantly having to mouse click right like um it's just a lot of cool stuff that like is fun for me because we now can like directly build something for more people than me and like what that means is there's we're way more informed um and it's easier to go talk to people it's like it's just it's been so freeing to say like rather than going for makers creators and entrepreneurs right like um right as like a big giant segment it's like let's focus on like one area right S like we're doubling down on creators and specifically we've doubled down on youtube creators right um because that's like what i know best right and it's the easiest to find those people um yeah so it's just been fun and great and this is my long co convoluted answer to how was your week <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um no yeah i i actually have a kind of thoughts as well well one i wanted to say it's so great to hear that you're so excited about it um it's always good but i feel like getting pumped and working on product is just um it's a good feeling to have and then second mm -hmm. like in in the week i was thinking about it like when you start making these tools even at like lumastic live i was thinking it'd be a cool thing to like show how that could help ripples creation process of videos and like, yeah. like kind of kickstart that off and show the intersection of those tools. And yeah. then also, I guess to the third point is like, uh, it when when you're when you're going through and designing the product, like, do you have any kind of set users you want to start using like this first other than you like just YouTubers in general? Like, do you have 10 people or like 10 people you would just love to be the first kind of like users of the tools specifically? Uh, yes, I have a, a like, when you say 10 it like literally is 10 in my brain of like real people we can give this to yeah right like yeah um and uh, like <laughs> it's you bryce um uh destin from bucket patrol uh chelsea um uh uh charlie obviously um julian over at minute earth um i don't know there are there are a couple others but like um that's like who I'm. We are specifically building in use case for, right? We have this like new, um, this kind of like I guess you could call it like a new feature, but it's really, yeah, it is like a new feature called like your desk, and so like we're really leaning into this design concept of like what if there was a co-working space on the internet, right? And so yeah. you you like sign up to the website, whatever, and 
Lux, our little mascot, is like, oh my god, so fucking glad you're here, right? Um, welcome to this like space for us to like create, connect, and collaborate together. Let me show you to your desk, right? And on your desk, you have like your active projects and a really easy way to like just quickly take notes, right? Like you can see kind of updates to your to your projects just like right there, so you get kind of an overview, and so then you can start like getting to work. And and the hub, the place where like you get to connect with um the rest of the community, is like kind of the the um next space that you would go to co uh, consistently i guess in this co-working space whereas right now we have the hub as like the first screen like the home page um we were like well if this is a workspace tool right the thing that i want to do as a creator every day is have a have, have a place that's like everything in one place right my desk right and i could like pin stuff to my desk that's like from other projects or whatever so that um i can remember that oh this is the thing i need to get back to um yeah so it's just it's really fun and exciting and um something charlie said uh in our um kind of user interview was like i feel like this just really validates what we do as like a job and i was like yes <laughs> that was, that's a, that's a really great compliment i feel like right, out of right. all the things a creator could say like yeah exactly yeah. And, and and again like i get really pumped about that she didn't say like oh my god this is like right it wasn't like a balls to the walls like fuck like this will revolutionize the like how i think about it yeah to the moon right but it is it, it was a like wow i feel like you understand us like, and uh, that was like the greatest compliment I think she could have given in that moment is just like, wow, you've thought a lot about this and it makes me feel good. Right. Cause like, that's a whole fucking point. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I don't, I don't remember where we were, where, <laughs> what no, was going I on have, here. But <laughs> I have one thing or just like, I guess it's more of a comment, but that's, I mean, yeah, I didn't hear you kind of like explain it like that. Like, let me greet, first of all, Lux they're the best just gotta say I, I i love the idea of them greeting you right off our the own bat. clippy all right yeah oh, yeah that one was rough though <laughs> um yeah rest in peace pour one out for clippy but um yeah but lux being the front of desk yeah, right like yeah. the the um the person whatever character that that shows you around that can help you out if you get stuck like um really like the being the manager of the co-working space um, yeah yeah but yeah it's i mean it's so true in our in anyone's day you kind of you, i mean you start off most people they start off going to their desk and doing the work it's mm -hmm. not and social media is reversed in that sense i didn't even think of it about it like that but when you said that i was like oh that makes exact sense like if you're going to be that co-working space on the internet you have to be you have to design that like you would work in the day to day. Like yeah. in general, people would go, they do their work, then they would go to, then they go out of home base to meet. Yeah, then they go to like the water that. cooler. Yeah, right. They the go water, grab coffee. Yeah. They go yeah. right and talk to each other. But it's yeah. the uh, at nine a.m. I'm sitting down and I, I'm gonna plan out my day and get to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's really fun. But Joshua, we have. We have a we have full an show. We have things to talk about. We have an agenda. We do. <laughs> They're so bright behind me. I apologize for anybody who's going blind. <laughs> you look like you're ba coming from the gates of heaven right now. <laughs> Basket case, one, two, two, five. Um, yes to co-ops. Love it. Um, I'm going to type back in the chat. 
but I'm pretty sure this is Taylor. If you're not Taylor, then I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, we want to talk about some David Dobrik stuff, right? Yeah, and then what? Into... So, what do you know, Joshua? Like, because um, I'm trying to. I, I was trying to plan out in my head like how I would go about talking about this, um, because I have been following the the whole saga for for a couple of weeks and so i i even tried to explain it to sarah like a couple nights ago as when um he put out like his latest apology video um and it's like kind of complicated to, to talk about so maybe maybe yeah. be able like what do you what do you know like <laughs> yeah i guess the, the thing i was gonna talk so i heard i i like watched the two videos and then i also slowly like heard about it through clips because like mm -hmm. clips surfaced really fast so then all of a sudden i was getting all this information like what there was like this event then i saw like a perspective from one of the girls and then mm -hmm. was like oh my gosh like this is like really bad and but like also unfortunately i was i think i a lot of people were saying is not surprising um at all like the especially the type of like content and other clips and humor that was yeah. made uh, in the past that was kind of like brushed off. Oh, it's just a joke. Oh, it's just a joke. But there's yeah. fine. There's very fine. The lines. quick cuts, the, yeah. the in, in line laugh track. Right. It kind of yeah. crosses over everything. So I, I heard. And then also my perspective is going to be a very kind of different one because like I didn't dive uh, like I, I also on my side of, I guess, Twitter, um, because I like redownloaded Twitter, I started hearing all the drama with like the 776 side of things and mm -hmm. like him losing sponsorships and all that thing all those things uh but yeah but then i guess w when i did go back and kind of like do my research and like what events happened i was just like i i had this feeling that it was like it's so bad that that was platformed and like there's a huge following that's just like following those videos and like a, there's what millions and millions and that was like communicated to them as like okay or like that type of they didn't know the exact obviously t until now and all the information and truth surface but well, it, yeah it yeah, really wasn't, was it just um, wasn't strung together i i tweeted out something yeah uh well sarah dici tweeted out something that was basically like why is everybody not talking about this as much as like or in such out as much outrage as like with the Logan Paul thing. And I basically tweeted that I feel like a lot of people are shocked because um, uh, David Dobrik was seen to be like the golden boy. Like, um, and I, I was not big into his content. I just knew about him because of like how much he's talked about as a staple of kind of this new creator economy. Like, I hate that term, but um, uh, yeah, but now seeing the clips like looking at just like the broad strokes about what he does right um it's like obvious like how 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 did we not pick up on the fact that this this guy that um cuts all of his videos so that it is four minutes and 20 seconds so haha 420 <laughs> right like that like total frat bro like how did we not pick up on that guy would be making like extremely malicious toxically masculine content that um like preys on uh a young not even like that young of an audience to be honest like um like logan paul like at logan and jake paul are, like, are really going for children um 
uh, David Dobrik's going for like this weird segment of high school college student, right? Um, yeah. Where, you know, like, at, like you're still trying to figure out who you are, and there's a lot of like social pressure, and so um, him making stuff like this, you're right, was platforming and normalizing um, uh, toxically masculine behavior of um, uh, like sexual assault and rape. Um, I'm saying that instead of saying essay and R word because we don't have an audience, so I can say those. <laughs> I'm not worried. Yeah. I'm not worried about us getting shadow banned <laughs> because five people will see this anyway. <laughs> yeah. They put it perfectly, uh, but... and I think it's important. Yeah, like I think it's kind of. Um, I think it's important that we like actually say. Um vocabulary is important and words matter um and so if we're like all as people trying to have discussions about this really afraid um to say these things then we're not doing the best we can so um but that's a side note <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um oh wait hang on okay so for those people that don't know yeah like... <laughs> yeah yeah I was, I was i was like i, I literally paused was like Wait, so we're okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you get, so give the rundown. I'll give the try to give the quick rundown, but again, my ADHD brain is like a little whack sometimes. So, Joshua, just stop me if I'm getting off track. Um, I'll, be, I'll be ready. Cool. So, there are uh, about a month and a half ago, um, uh, where this kind of started to take off was, um, uh, David Dobrik was being accused of, um, uh, like creating environments of like sexual assault against one of the members of the vlog squad named Seth. Um, Seth is, uh, um, uh, I guess another creator, um, who, uh, was helping David make videos and David set up this like entire, um, uh, prank in which, um, uh seth was um manipulated to make out with a much much older member of the vlog squad and total creep dude um uh what the fuck is his name um god my brain um whatever whatever the old guy yeah what the what the fuck is his name the old guy that's in all of david jason 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 nash thank you so yeah, yeah. Uh, jason Nash, who's like 48 or some shit um and should not be hanging out with children anymore um and needs to grow up but um so J jason nash was then set up to make out with seth in a in a prank and seth did not consent to this and it was a big yike that then happened two more times to seth um, and it was super traumatic to the point where, um, Seth had to move cities and like, um, it was just bad Judy Magumbo. And in that, it came out that, um, uh, David was doing a lot of like emotionally manipulative behaviors to get people who were in his videos to like, let him do stuff. Um, he was definitely using his like, uh, big power dynamic as like essentially being the CEO of a company, um, to, uh, essentially bribe people or whatever into being in these situations for content. Um, okay, so that's where, like, this kind of started. Then things got, like, whack, um, because in 2017, 2018, I think this was, um, 
uh, David had put out a vlog that was essentially, um, uh, again, kind of the, one of these setups where he got uh, another member of the vlog squad in a situation to try to like um, be in a be in a five sum with like a bunch of um, like twenty year old girls from uh, like I think like the University of California or whatever, and they like um, like he they did a call out on instagram and like these girls came over made it explicitly clear they did not want to do anything sexual they just wanted to like be in a famous person's video which like understood understandable um like when you're 20 that seems like super fun um but over the course of the evening they were um like given alcohol and whatever other stuff to essentially be um uh, and again, the power dynamic of here are a bunch of famous people that are telling you like, do literally, I think there's a quote, like do something sexy because we're recording and we need content for this video. Um, yeah. So they're like, Jeez. um, pressured and manipulated into, um, having sex with this guy whose name, whose stage name is literally fucking dirty Dom. Like how did no one, well, I mean, that guy also yeah. was like just an asshole in general and had, um, a bunch of sexual assault allegations against him from like 2015. So, um, really? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, um, yo, oh my gosh. He groped a girl at VidCon. Like, he's an asshole. They're all assholes. He's like the biggest asshole. Um, but yeah, a bunch of, um, one, one girl in particular, two girls were, um, I, I think it's two. Yeah, I think both of them that ended up, um, sleeping with, uh, Dirty Dom were they were both raped um, and uh, yeah then there was just like a bunch of so this Business Insider article about, from Amanda I really should have looked this all up but um, this great uh, Business Insider or journalist or Insider journalist or whatever um, put out a great article like telling their story and like um, super powerful there's there are receipts there's video evidence like Everything is fucking there. Um, and th then David Dobrik came out with a statement that was basically like, I didn't do anything wrong. Um, and then a couple days later, he put out a statement because literally every single uh, entity that gives him money was like, uh, we're not giving you money anymore. Then he uh, put out an apology where he's sitting on the floor for seven minutes and crying and being like, I'm so sorry. Um, so that's the catch up. <laughs> that was a, that was a good that was a good summary. I didn't even know like that whole chronological like timeline or the whole timeline of things. Yeah, and I want to give a huge shout out to the H three H three podcast, um, Ethan and Hila Klein, as well as um, uh, Trisha. I don't know her last name. Um, uh, who were literally the ones amplifying these stories for for about like a month and a half. Um, I feel like they did a really good job of using their platform for good things. And um, I'm just like proud to be a subscriber of theirs. <laughs> yeah, they, um, they platformed the things that needed to get out, which was yeah, exactly, exactly. It, was the, it was the counter that was needed for, yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I will say like something I said to Sarah, um, when I was describing this whole situation um, is 
David's last apology was, I would say, one of the, the better YouTube apologies I've ever seen. Um, he, and I'm not trying to, like, pat him on the back. He's an asshole and should be deplatformed and needs to, like, take some time to learn how to um, be the leader of a huge multi-million dollar business um, before coming back to this thing. Um, but I think he knows that now. Um, and, like... I'm saying this all like I would do, like be any better. I'm not in that situation. Don't know. Just know that that's what needs to be done. Um, but uh, in terms of his apology, usually, so there are three parts to an that make a really good apology. Um, it's I'm sorry. It it was my fault. What can I do to make it right? Um, and usually. Uh, when YouTubers make apology videos for like shit they've done, they do the first one. They say, I'm sorry. And they just like cry and say, I'm sorry. And like, blah, 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 blah. Um, this one, uh, and I, I, again, we need to frame that like the only reason he made this is because he, his, it was, his business is now in turmoil and he's no longer making money. Right. Um, like everybody cut him and he feels like, oh fuck. Right. But whatever. Um, he did say, I'm sorry, and it was my fault. Right? He, he, there's a section of the video where he says, like, um, like, I fucked up. I platformed all this stuff. Like, I'm, like, I did shitty stuff. Um, and he makes a couple of excuses, but, like, not that many. And so, like, you know, in the grand scheme of it all, it's, like, pretty good. Um, but he still is missing this, like, what can I do to make it right? I mean, he did kind of talk about that. I like he's, he's, he says things like I'm going to reach out to people and like, I'm going to learn it. Like he, he mentions this thing of like, um, I want an HR department, right? Yeah. Like I wanted to do this all right. So there's some there. It's just, it's still, it it's is not, again. Oh, sorry. You go. No, I was just going to say I, like, and it just, for me, when I saw that, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, when something so drastic happens, most apology videos, I'm just like, there. it's going to take a long time for someone like that exactly. who's doing constantly bad things to realize. I, I did think, yeah, he, he addressed those things and said it, but like, um, yeah, I just, I don't think the, I think it, an emphasis needed to be a bit more on like what, he, what like enabled. what he did wrong yeah, yeah what exactly. he did wrong because he said like i was there like i like just your presence wasn't the only thing that was like the problem you need to elaborate more like what culture and environment like he did say environment but like you needed to go a bit i feel like more in detail um, yeah this is not this then, is not a seven minute video this is like uh you need to sit for like a month and then write out everything yeah. right and like that's the 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 statement of um I, I'm, like, glad that, again, I'm trying to give, like, everyone benefit that we're all, like... Yeah, no one's perfect, but... Nobody's I mean, perfect, this but was this was, like... This was fucked. Yeah. Yeah, this was fucked up shit. And, like, you need... You need to say that it's fucked up shit and that, like... Like, even... It's just that I hate the, I hate the part of the apologies that are, like, woe is me. You know, woe is me. Like, um, like I hate, you shouldn't cry in the video. All these things are emotionally manipulative, right? Um, and 
I don't. I just don't know. I I'm also worried because uh, again, I like it's fine for right. It's like I can be on this high horse of like what should have been done, right? But like, uh, at the end of the day, what's important is like the victims um, feel like uh, they can have some sense of justice, and like that's that's what matters. Like my opinion doesn't fucking matter, right? Um, what matters yeah, is that, that, like, they feel like they've got closure and justice and can, like, move on with the horrible trauma that they've now had to experience, you know? Yeah. And um, I was just going to say that, like, and, and definitely amplifying what they want to be amplified, like, what message yes, they want exactly. to come out. It's like with anything. I was actually having a good conversation with a friend yesterday um, in regards to, like, any topic that, like, you don't, like, David will never know what they went through. And so as a result, he should not be the one speaking on their behalf. They should be the one speaking or like honestly doing whatever they want to do. But it's like anything like any um, any prime example of any any movement the to be a, a great supporter is just to be there and then um, platform the voices that matter in that movement. It's just like BLM. The best thing yeah. I, I honestly think the one celebrity who did it right was Sean Mendez, who let Zayana Bryant take over his Instagram for a day and let her speak mm. and she got out messages and explained struggle and that's like the most important thing i think was yeah. the best thing to do um, but but that's i mean this as is long as they but, want to do that yes yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying completely right. clear like as long as they want to do that or whatever they want to see out um like whatever they want to see they just need to be heard to some extent it doesn't mean to mean they need to be heard and their message needs to be publicly spread everywhere but like if they want like yeah I, I just think it's, it's important that someone, yeah, like they get yeah. what they want out of it at the end of the day because it was literally the probably worst moment of their lives. Exactly. And now they're, they, yeah, it's and like, maybe it'll, that's it'll like, never be, t yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's what, like I'm still like trying to figure out in terms of my, I don't know, opinion or whatever. Again, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm like an idiot with a camera. Like, um, uh, the. I think what's putting me off is that, like, the apology video was made as an I'm sorry. At least this is how it feels. Again, I've only watched it like a couple times, but like, it felt very. Um, I'm sorry to the audience. Like, I'm sorry I failed Ooh, you that's all. That's a good point. That's a really right? good point. I'm sorry I failed you all, my investors. I'm sorry I failed you all, the brands that, right? Like, that's how it kind of, I think, felt it came across. Because um, he he mentions in the video, like, I'm going to be reaching out personally and all these things. Like, you don't fucking need to tell me that. Right? Like, you need to go do that. And you need to say, like, you need to make it right with the people that you've hurt. Right? Like, that, that, and then you come back and tell us, like, here's a 30-minute video showing, like, like, even as much as this was totally a PR stunt, like, what Logan Paul did after his apology with the Suicide Force thing, and then he made that whole documentary about, like, mental health and struggle and all these things, um, I felt like that at least, even if it was performative, like, it at least showed... I'm going here, follow me on the actions as I try to be a better person, 
right? And like, here are all the things that made me a bad person, right? And this whole situation, especially because it was preempted with so much, like his lawyers were trying to like sue insider so that they couldn't run the story. Like who David like, Dobrik's? Yeah, yeah, like oh, so I... much horrible shit. They were like taking down videos and doing DMCA requests and like it was just so it something I talked to Sarah about was how like and in uh I guess like last week's episode or whatever of Lumastic Live we talked about um this transition of people starting to see I'm going to be a creator not as like I'm going to be famous, but I'm as I'm going to run a business. And Colin and Samir mentioned this in the video that they did about David Dobrik, which I think is fantastic, and we should leave in the description. Um, they basically talk about how, like, um, this is a moment for us as an industry to grow up and to start thinking, like, because what I, again, I'm, like, so scatterbrained, but, like, what I find really interesting is that this wasn't a Gawker article right? This wasn't a tabloid. This wasn't whatever. This was like fucking business insider, right? And yeah. that's that's the signal of like, this is as if there, this is like this whatever same publication, like sphere arm that did all of the like inside um, like Uber stories where like the CEO was like completely being just like a total fucking dick and asshole, right? Like, um, like this, congratulations, David Dobrik. You're not a a twenty six, twenty nine year old, um, just vlogger, right? Like you're the CEO of a corporation, right? And you're gonna be held to that same standard, and like you need to treat these situations like like you've created toxic business culture and you've like fucked up employees' lives and like you've traumatized individuals and you um were like shitty to your customers and like all these things like yeah it's the like that's where we're at now and i think that's really important okay. to sorry go ahead i was gonna ask you a question that i actually had in the back of my mind um obviously i, I see you, you you're way more in touch in regards to like cr just create creator space in general and so mm -hmm. like i th that type of content that was made and this is something i was thinking about but like a lot of it is still out there on youtube and is popular like it's not just yep. a one case scenario with david dobrik like there's oh yeah so Sway many boys, videos like yeah, all, yeah like yeah so like um in the what do you think like in this creator transition like do you i mean one do you think it will transition away from that because there's still i don't i don't know if it's a cultural thing because there's still a lot of like systemic problems and like just our culture so like it comes out and like the popularity things but then it comes back and to cycle in to it and feed people you know what i mean like if that yeah. makes sense like there's there's problems culturally these people they get a big platform they, they do something really bad that gets to an audience they don't get checked for a while that audience then does similar stuff and that behavior is reinforced but and then it's almost like even the some some people who are like doing well, it's like it's always like the grassroots movements, like really close local. But like, yeah, to, to, like I always think that they should be like it's that thing of like other voices need to be amplified. And I don't know why 
it, it isn't like that. So I'm, I'm curious when you're when you mentioned that transition, like, where do you think that will go in regards to this kind of content? Because like, yeah, they're going to start seeing it like businesses. But I just I don't know if this is very naive or like, honestly, maybe just wrong of me. But like, I don't honestly see a benefit to this content at all. Like, and not just the, like, well, the I benefit is this. Yeah, the benefit, but like right. to to just like society, if that makes any sense. Like I never. Well, was well, really... Joshua. Then we can have a whole conversation yeah, about whether but... our economic structures are built for what's good for society. Um, but anyway, because they but, are not. But, yeah, <laughs> but so I wanted to get your I've gone to get your feedback because there's a lot of really good like I watched more Colin Samir. I saw nice. that video. I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, a lot of other creators are, are going at it with just like just they're doing amazing things right but then there's still this like subs this i wouldn't even say subsection it's like a major it's the section of it's, yeah yeah section. It, it, yeah yeah in terms um, of views view counts yeah. i think it's, it's almost the majority right yeah so, um, so where do you, anyways to condense the question where do you think this is going to go in like the five next five years Something I wrote in a comment to Colin and Samir's video was basically how I was proud that they um, uh, made their video as like a start of a conversation. Um, because I wrote, I wrote this thing about how... Um, I, I didn't come up with this concept. This is like stuff that I've learned from business books, but like um, if you want to change culture, you really have to change behavior. Like behavior is the thing that creates culture, not the other way around. Um, and so we need to have like really, really deep conversations about like how we re-incentivize um, the behaviors we want to see on these platforms, right? Because the... It goes, it goes back to what we're saying. The, the incentives, the reason that like the Jake Pauls, the Sway Boys, the David Dobricks, like um, all these people explode um, is like because of the incentivization of the, the monetary incentives that the platforms have to promote the type of content that's like hyper sensational and like um, feeds into um, kind of these like, <laughs> I'm this is a horrible thing probably to say but we're live like and i don't have another word but like the primal kind of desires right like the whole thing of sex cells and like all this bullshit but like um that is a much harder problem to solve it is not it is not really and this is i'm an eternal optimist but this is me being a little pessimistic um because I feel tired. <laughs> um, but like, that is not really a problem that we can push off to consumers or the creator community or whatever to solve. Um, it is unfair and a bad plan. If like, that is the plan. Um, because just telling everyone, hey, don't watch that stuff, because it's bad for you and for other people is like yeah. not right it's like the whole reason that we haven't solved climate change by saying hey everyone just recycle 
like <laughs> right like yeah no, shop more local right like it um, needs to become like cool in a sense it's just like i mean it, i hate it needs, to bring up that example it, it doesn't but. even need to become cool like cool is not like um again cool is culture yeah right it, it needs to become the default yeah right exactly. it need, it, yeah it may, doing the other thing needs to actually be harder and worse for you right and so if you the, the, again, the conversation, like, never, maybe we'll see it in a couple of weeks, but, like, the conversation that we're having right now is really important, right? Like, David Dobrik, fucked up shit. Um, that guy, Dirty Dom, is an asshole and should go to prison. Um, 10 out of 10. Uh, the expanded conversation, as we talk about, like, how do we get this to not happen again, is really to, to talk about, like, these platform incentives like to talk about youtube because youtube created logan paul youtube created david dobrik they platformed him right they're gonna say like well that's just like what people watch right that's just like how the game works but like fuck you you made the game right like you're an asshole for saying that like (laughs) i was literally thinking like heavily along those lines of like the type of the sponsors also as well that are like giving that that end up like that play a, just a huge role in like giving them a lot of things to, like i mean just like in the startup space you give up someone a huge chunk of money they're going to be able to do do a lot and give it to a lot of people yeah um, they're giving it to the wrong people yeah uh, at the end of the day and i just like and, and yeah and again you, exactly it's also the like it's, it's like uh, what the fuck is that guy from SeatGeek? Um, but like, th- it's all uh, again. It's like not. There's a lot of shared blame, right? It's yeah. just that the the people who have the most blame, right, are the people who can pull the strings, right? The people who create like like algorithms that dictate who who gets seen and who doesn't and why, right? Like um that's that's where the problem lies right because like if you think about how television companies worked right cable companies like production houses whatever like there were a lot of there were a lot of gates and there were a lot of rules and like the those those structures they did like systemically hurt a bunch of people and like not give a lot of uh, people that should have given a voice, given a voice, but also kept out a lot of like, um, shitty stuff, right? Like, um, uh, been rewatching sometimes like, um, uh, like episodes of iCarly that were on Netflix, right? (laughs) Like, and you can, you can see, you can, right. You can see in iCarly and in Dan Schneider stuff, the like, the seed a lot of a lot of similarities a lot of little seeds but it was always wrapped up in the family friendly right like something's gonna catch on fire right but we're not gonna like blow up a house right like right like they're we're gonna slap somebody right but again when we slapped somebody it was fake the production company was there like everyone had an, an agent that was like advocating on their best interest like there was a lot of structure in place to get to that point to just do a slap right yeah and what again i say this as somebody who like thinks it's cool that the internet lets us like do whatever the fuck we kind of want like the gatekeeping is down but we i feel still need some rules and like 
I know a lot of people are like, well, the rules then get rid of free speech and blah, blah, blah. I don't like buy that. I don't buy that like to protect, to protect people, we like, we can't protect people, right? Because if we don't protect people, then um, like, or it gets weaponized against you if you're trying to not protect somebody else. You know, like, I don't buy the zero sum game. Again, it's the whole like, if I win, you lose in business. It's not true. We like think about it as true, but it's not true. Right. And so if we say things like, um, uh, hey, you can't make like rape jokes on the Internet. Right. Everybody's going to be like, like, I'm sorry, are you defending rape jokes? Like, like, what's the like, like, what is the. I, and everybody's like, it's a slippery slope. I just like, I, and again, I'm, I'm 20, how old am I? 24. <laughs> uh, like, I'm, I'm sure I'm naive. I just like, I don't fully, I don't fully buy it yet that like, we can't regulate the internet. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, if you think about it, just like the internet amount of people on it, if it was viewed as something normal, it'd be a, there'd be a government running it yes exactly That's, there'd be a government running it there's it's there's a so, fucking there's, country like yeah, like these are countries online. it's a yes. country online and, and and again i'm and again i think that that hank green if you have not read um uh uh, an absolutely remarkable thing, which I'm looking at it right now. That's why I looked over there. Um, uh, that that book lays out really well what the internet really is and like how it changes society and then how it should actually be playing into our systems rather than like just being another economic arm of distribution, right? Like yeah. these are the places we live and work and like the places we live and work we all start to form structures uh, to protect ourselves and each other and our values as countries, as conglomerates of people, um, so that we uh, protect, like, protect and, um, uh, I don't know, like, it just makes it easier to be in a functioning society um, if people have, like, representation and the, like, we get to control the incentives more than like just one, a thousand people that work at YouTube. Right. Yeah. Like, and I think, I think there's a huge movement going with this. Luckily, I think honestly, Europe is doing a lot of good. Like I noticed when I, when I went, I went to London to visit my mom and my mm-hmm. mom does a lot of like research into the data sphere. She really, I mean, as a family, we all collectively don't like these big tech. Um, <laughs> and so we, we have lots of conversations about it. But it's really interesting, just like even in Europe, like the more it's not like it's not there. It's not to the point where there is that regulation. But like even like when you're using the Internet, there's like basic things about like reporting more transparency of like what they're doing, more transparency of like what you have, say, what stuff is limited, what um, and stuff like that. And it's just like and then you go to someone who's like, oh, well, free speech It's like, you know, it's like you want to limit really bad stuff. You you have literally again. It comes back. It's a country online. Like it's a country online. A big country. It's the biggest country, and it needs to be like there needs to be like rules, regulations, a referee making sure people aren't doing of sorts. Like making sure exactly like, that and stuff like, isn't passed. Yes, it's the it's the different like 
fine for free speech, right? Like, I think, like, free speech having public discourse, 10 out of 10. But there's a difference between, like, free speech and, like, everyone and their fucking crazy uncle being able to have a TV show, right? Like, that gets broadcast to millions of people. Like, that's, that's the difference here. And, like, if we we as a society get to decide what goes on the TV show, right? Like, um, like kids content, you weren't allowed to, um, like advertise to like directly to kids before, I think the 1950s. Um, and then they changed those laws. And now like, like consumerism is like taken rocket ship away and like, we're all fucked. Right. Like, um, uh, I love and, the way uh, you put things, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> so eloquent, so eloquent. Um, but, but yeah, that's like really that's that's what we're talking about here. Um, yeah. And I, we just need to all wake up to the fact that that's what this is. And yeah, we can like all be fucking nostalgic for the days where then back in the day you got to like do whatever the fuck you want, right? Um, but just like. I talk about this when people are like, aren't you just so nostalgic for college? And I'm like, no, not really. Be I'm nostalgic for the 15% of college that was, like, really fun, where I got to, like, hang out with my friends and all these things. But the other 85% fucking sucked. And, like, that's what people don't remember, right? Because our brains block out trauma. Um, <laughs> um, and so I realize that it's going to be tough as we decide how we're going to regulate because we are like it's it's going to happen um like how we're going to regulate and revamp how the internet works and i'm sure all the crypto people who ever maybe watch this are like um all in a tizzy right um and like believe that the blockchain can solve every problem but um <laughs> At the end of the day, this is a human problem. Um, it's a societal problem, just like all of the ones that we have experienced for like, like thousands and thousands of years. Um, and the way that we solve that is like what you're saying, Joshua, what you've been saying since we started kind of this like uh, deluge of a conversation is like um, amplifying voices that um, uh, need to be heard. Uh, and creating structures of representation so that um, uh, all of the stakeholders have a say so that we can come to a common agreement about how things should work. Um, boom, full stop. <laughs> full stop, yeah. We'll get, I was really just thinking we're going to get next week, maybe just be the 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 creator platform review, but I think this is... <laughs> This is perfect. No, it definitely need a needed conversation, and um, I'm glad w where this went. It yeah, and again, just like a great a, a, dis a disclaimer here at the end that like I am not an expert, right? Like, um, I I just think about th I care a lot, right? I care a lot, but I'm not an expert, and like I want to make it clear that. The point is not, the point of me sharing these ideas is, like, not because I think that I know how to solve the problem, because I, I don't. Um, I just really care, and I want more people to care, because 
if we the things that we care a lot about about are the problems that get solved um and i think that's what's important yeah and similarly the way i'm viewing it what what you did is you're starting the conversation like colin samir that's i mean that's that's the that's the that's i appreciate the, that <laughs> no but i mean i think that's what's important in these conversations you end it right like we're not the experts by no means but we're talking about really important things also just saying like what we think is very basic common sense and then if someone comes and it's like <laughs> but no but like if someone comes and they're like no like you didn't say this like you also need to consider this great point yeah but that will that's point. the guess is going to be the stuff that moves it forward um exactly. and I, I, I love the fact that um and and conversations with rather than being like let me tell you like like you being the sheep like let me spit some facts for you real quick like no <laughs> like everyone who gets on like a podcast like is a learner as well like you should just exactly you just be open it up for more conversation and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll progress that's that's yeah. my optimistic mentality i don't know it keeps me sane but um yeah I, I think this is this is a great point and also some yeah just great conversation honestly oh, this was Joshua. a really interesting one yes what an hour we we really we have to pick one topic like, yeah, like we can't. I, I don't think this i don't think this three thing one is gonna yeah, it's yeah, we can't like, we can't do three it's we, we like david do dobrik five hours later and we're still <laughs> on the live stream my series is yeah for real there's just like um there's too much with everything like and, and this is also the my um, my feelings of like what I've been delving into and what I'm so inspired by with other creators is how um, focused they are on shipping ideas, right? Like, and that that's something that I'm grateful, Joshua, to you giving, making this kind of like um, happen and keeping me committed to this space because um, this again, this is stuff I think about so much and. Uh, again it is like because I want to get this stuff out there so that we have the conversations and I feel like I am I am contributing to solving the problem rather than just like sitting at my desk and like um, uh, being mad <laughs> no I I mean I want to extend the like thanks right back like I feel like it's really good to have this even moment at the end not even get word out but digest it there's so yeah. much I mean I mean, your your weeks are very jam packed with product development, all this stuff. It's good to take a step back and always think about the stuff you're gonna make for the future. That's literally everything. I'm into design engineering, and literally every sing, single design engineering podcast starts with. I mean, like, there's always you have to take a step back and think about what you're doing, and it's like long term implications. Look at other things. Um, take moments to start conversations with people because yeah. we're not like no one person's perfect in that sense so i feel like for me even these conversations i'm just like whoa like i, I literally just be like probably tomorrow just be thinking back like dang that was a really good point drew made like i need to start <laughs> i need to start incorporating that into this somehow like make sure this is good or like research this so the power yeah, of collaboration baby the, the mm. power of collaboration Hashtag ad, hashtag Lumastic. Hashtag ad, hashtag Lumastic. <laughs> sign up with the, 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 the link down um, Cool, man. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you next week. I'm actually going to talk to you in like literally not even Late. a minute because we have our marketing <laughs> meeting. But um, thank you to all three concurrent viewers who were here for this episode of Lumaster Live. We really appreciate it. Uh, 
like each one of you, especially Basket Case One Two Two Five. Thank you for putting something in the live chat. Yes to co-ops. Um, all right, Joshua, uh, all signing right. off. Um, I'll talk to you in like five seconds.